Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Warriors, let's go on Warriors, baby. They're back. Premiership, honestly, they could win a premiership this year. Seriously, that's how fucking... They're, they're back. <laughs> the boys are back. Mate, how good. Warriors fans, so happy for you guys. Seriously, big win at home. SJ, vintage SA, dummy year, dummy there, try time, baby. Um, mate, the Warriors looked great. They looked great. Uh, interesting, though, like, did so... Did Curry end up starting or did he come off the bench early? He didn't start, he did he? off the bench. Again, mm. he did get quite a few minutes, so 47. Um, but look, what a, what a win. What a win. I thought Adam Fnor Blake was outstanding. Um, I thought uh, Assis uh, had some really good uh, like floating bombs and that. Um, yeah, like what, what a win for the Warriors after so much like, I guess, disappointment. They come out and they not just get a win against the doggies, they towel them up. Um, what about Watani Zelezniak's intercept flying down the wing? Um, yeah, like I'm just – it's weird because like you watch them last week and you go, what is going on there? Then they come out this week. Tohu Harris, 234 metres, 33 tackles, only one miss. Fenor Blake, 200 metres, 18 tackle, no misses. What a win for the Warriors. Is this – Obviously, it's not. We're not going to sit here and say, "Oh, the Warriors are back," and you know this and the next thing. But is this like obviously it's good signs? But can we take a lot out of this victory, or were the Bulldogs just pretty poor, Guru? Ah, oh, fucking enjoy it for what it is, Warriors fans. Yeah, it's been a tough two years. Enjoy the win. Um, I thought they played well. You know, I don't think Canterbury were fantastic, but. <laughs> To win in the NRL, you have to play well, regardless. So, um, yeah, I don't know if it changes my opinions on where the Warriors are heading as mm. far as the next few years, but definitely a positive, a good win. Great to see it at home. You mentioned a couple of guys there. Ed Cossey, um, we sat here 14 weeks ago, I think it was now, when he played the Melbourne Storm, and I think Xavier Coates scored five tries on him. He had an absolute shocker. He was dropped, came back, Um I, I had some numbers that I posted the other day. In the first four games, he had one try and one line break, and he broke three tackles. Over the last four weeks since he's come back, 
He scored seven tries, had nine line breaks and broken 10 tackles. Crazy. What an improvement out of nowhere. Yeah. And it like just shows you that whether it's the right environment or whatever, like he is the same bloke he was 14 weeks ago. Yeah. He's physically the same. He's everything's the same. The only difference has changed is his probably his confidence. And now he's he's outstanding for him. Outstanding. Big body, plenty of potential. Oh man. I, I didn't even think he's reached close to his potential. Uh yeah, I agree. So good to see because you're right. That game was like you were sitting there going, I feel sorry for this poor Yeah, player. and like, it's great to see he's turned it around. But like, honestly, I would say it was probably one of the worst performances I've seen by an individual. It was tough to watch. Like, <laughs> it was tough to watch. You just saw his confidence was shattered after 20 minutes. Yeah. And then it just got worse and worse and worse. And like, everyone around him didn't help him because they yeah, were all exactly playing right. yeah. as well. But so. because it was Xavier Coates marking up against him and made him, him look like a fool. Mm. Um, but yeah, good on him for going away, working on, his, working on his game and come back and doing what he's doing is great. In such a short time too, because like usually that can decimate a season. They have to go away, have an off-season, get their heads right. They come back ready to go in the preseason. He's done it in, what, you know, 10 weeks or so. Warriors fans are calling it Cossie's Corner now. <laughs> oh, mate, yeah, good. Cossie's Corner. And he has got so much potential, seriously. Um, outside of that, yeah, Toho Harris, far out. What a knock. And Adam Fenor Blake, just reminding everyone, like, he is a premier front rower, seriously. Um, but my man of the moment, uh, well, two men of the moment, SJ, Incredible. But Josh Curran, fuck, he's he, like, I just love the way he goes about his work. I love the way he goes about it. So much passion, gets in everything, works his ass off. Uh, Timmy, what do you think about Warriors Bulldogs? Yeah, I mean, to state the bleedingly obvious, it's funny what a home crowd can do for you, isn't it? Yeah. Just to see them get up and we saw them knock off the Tigers' first game back there and then a good win on the weekend. Now, there's not shouldn't be any disillusions. Like, the Bulldogs were very ordinary, but. They beat them well. Uh, it was a very. They looked good in attack. You mentioned the halves. SJ wound the clock back a little bit, and I thought he was fantastic. That was even before he scored that. Really wound the clock back with that try. AJ was good to watch. Yep. But Dion Arcee was really good. Um, so said, there is a bit of life in the Warriors from that game going into next year. Hopefully, well, not hopefully, with the, the home ground back. The one, and I don't want to take attention away from the Warriors win too much, but sort of been waiting a few weeks to say for the Warriors to win and to get the timing right, but. I, I think Reese Walsh is a star. Mm. Like, we know he's good. Yeah. We know he's a very talented footballer. But what he's been able to do for the Warriors in a tough few seasons for them, I just think him going to Brisbane next year, we're going to see one of the next stars of the game. And, you know, people say, no shit, Sherlock. Like, yeah. we watch footy. We know he's good at footy. But I think he's next level. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, Brisbane will be so excited to have him coming. Um, but yeah, the Warriors, the, the, the one, six and seven were so good together in this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, would be very excited for those, those boys on the weekend. Yeah. Reese is going to be a big, big loss for him next year for sure. No doubt about that. Um, it, and it just shows you the power of a home, like a home game mm. because like they just, you can just jag one every now and then you just get it cause it's a home game and the crowd gets behind you. The, the atmosphere is there. Whereas when you have like no home games, Put it this way, imagine how many games they would have jagged last year if they had have had, you know, eight home games or something. Because they weren't playing bad footy last year. It just, you know, lose by, you yeah. know, two here, four here. Sometimes the home crowd and that atmosphere is worth 12 points. Yeah. yeah. Like, it really can be. Um, it sounds a bit bizarre to say, but it like it's just the vibe of it and everyone getting on board and the feeling of it. And so, just so good to see. And also, how good is it just to see, hear the drums beating, Oh. It's just Mount Smart. It's fucking great. I love it. Um, yeah, so like 
the, the problem is I, I would still say though, I would still say I, I think that they need to still recruit a little bit or hopefully unearth a few local juniors because I just don't know whether they're going to be competitive for the eight next year with this squad or well, with the squad that they're going to have next year. It'll be interesting to see what this COVID period, the impact it has on them and their junior development because mm. uh, obviously the team hasn't been there for two years or whatever. Um, I, I hope it doesn't have a big impact, but... Is a probably bit worrying. Will. It probably yeah. will. Like, how, how can it not? You would have to assume. It you know will, what? Yeah. Two and a half years of like no contact no with the first grade. Yeah. Like fucking hell, it's got to have. Like, think about that's two years of like crazy talents that could have probably been poached to Union. Like, and, and the other thing about it is too that during a lot of that period, like the other clubs haven't stopped their scouts over there. No. Like I, I know the Roosters have stuck, but they've got an under-16 squad over there of about 15 kids that train twice a yeah. week. Like. smart. And every club would be – a lot of the clubs would be the same. And that's where, like, I feel like – you know, I bring it up a lot, so I apologise, guys, but that's where I feel like the NRL should step in and, like, give some kind of incentive for the Warriors to just get all those players. Mm. Like, we, we want to create – we want to bring in another team and we want it to be in New Zealand. So – why are we allowing clubs to just continue to go in and just pick all the best players out and bring it to Australia? Now, I, I get the argument that's like, well, you know, why are the Warriors getting extra help and no one else isn't? But surely everyone can see it's best for the game if the Warriors are going well. We're never going to expand if they don't go well. We're never going to expand. And also, like, the Warriors, it's, it's a blessing and it's a curse because they're called the New Zealand Warriors and they, above anyone else any other team have the added pressure of they should be playing kiwis like it's because new zealand warriors represent the country whereas like the brisbane broncos like does anyone care that much if we have 17 players and only two are from brisbane no no one really the melbourne storm no one cares that they're not from melbourne it's it's an added pressure whereas new zealand have to go we need most of our team to be kiwis because that's it's it's a part of the culture it's it's representing the country and so the nrl needs to step in and go well if you have that added pressure of the fact that you are the New Zealand Warriors and most of your team should be Kiwis, I mean, it, look, they could go out and just recruit anyone, but then would they lose their DNA as a club? I'm not sure. The NRL should, I believe the NRL should step in and go, here's extra money in regards to development. We want to build a centre of excellence, whatever it is, just to create a pathway to keep other clubs from coming in and taking all the good players. And it makes it tough. Like I remember talking to Peter O'Sullivan when he was there and they, they had a six-month battle with um, with Rugby Union over there to get um, Eli Katoa. And they finally won it and they had him and he just said, this this guy, he's very talented, do, do this, do that. Melbourne just go, well, thank, thank you. you. It's crazy. It's, and so like, and in five and years' time, we're going to be talking, Eli Katoa, I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to do well at Melbourne. Oh. And we're going we're gonna to praise Melbourne. We're going to say all these things. But it was the Warriors that pulled him away from Like Imagine trying to convince someone to move away from the All Blacks, All Blacks. to the New Zealand Warriors. 100%. He's, he's spot on. It was also the Warriors who didn't want to play him in their 17. <laughs> yeah, no, for yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure. But let's say it's like a, it's a chicken or the egg thing because let's say, okay, put it this way. Look at the New Zealand side on paper. Would you say it's as good as Australia? Pretty bloody close. Pretty to bloody it. close. Yeah. Would you say it's as good as Australia? Yeah. How many play for the Warriors? Didn't they have in the Torhu? If if he makes it, like he might yeah. be off the bench. Yeah. Did, when we had Rep Brown, New, the New Zealand Kiwis did not have a Warrior in their team. That's what I'm saying. DWZ yeah. or was he? 
No, they, they didn't have a warrior. Yeah. Maddie, can, can you deal with that? I'm sure it's That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So oh, we've I'm got, with you boys for sure. Yeah. Like, give them the extra money to find the grassroots and the development. Yeah. Because 100%. In a, in a perfect world, most of the Kiwi side should have New Zealand warriors in it. Yeah, be great. And, and the, it's, a, it's, it's, un, it's not unf- – like, I understand the argument of like how is it fair that the warriors get extra you know, funding or whatever, but it's just a bizarre world where the New Zealand national team mm. – doesn't have a single New Zealand war- New Zealand Warriors doesn't have a single player in these. So that if there wasn't evidence that that 16, 15 other clubs aren't going into that backyard and taking their best, I don't know what is. Melbourne had five that game as well. Yeah. So, and, uh, yeah, and then it's like after spending two and a half years basing themselves in Australia, because the fear is obviously, as you mentioned, the pushback from other clubs saying, well, why don't we get this extra funding? But after what they've done the last two and a half years, now's the time to do it because other clubs yeah. be look very uh, petty to come to come back and say, don't give it to them. Like, Absolutely. They deserve it. Absolutely. So do it now. Do it now. And also the other reason you can put in there is like we're trying to put another team in mm. New Zealand. How are we going to be able to field another team when the team already here is – you know, struggling at the bottom of the table and has been struggling for quite a while. So, and that's the other thing. Like, if you're if you're a 16 year old playing in New Zealand and you know you got the Warriors after you, or you've got one of these other teams like the Roosters, for example, they they're Harold Matson SG Ball. They fly over two and three kids to play in those games. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And if you're one of those kids, like, of course you're going to go there because then every other scout's going to see you as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just they need to do something. They need to do something, in my opinion. It's it's. it's I just think it's unfair. It's not. <laughs> It's not unfair because it's part of the game, but I do think it's a, it's a we're in a bad spot as a game when the New Zealand side has no New Zealand Warriors players. I think that we've taken too much from New Zealand and not given enough back to them. Um, and I grant it, it's an Australian competition, I get all that, but everyone t- talks about we want to expand, we want to grow. This is how you grow. This is how you grow, giving pathways to players in developing areas that we want to get into. Like, we're never going to be able to beat the All Blacks if we don't put money into it. And if you refer back to the rich list, they were right at the bottom as well. Right at the bottom. Mm. So, and that, that, but that's the thing. Like, I, I, I get the argument of, like, we shouldn't give them more money to be able to bring people over because that will unbalance everything. But they should be given some kind of allowance for juniors because, as I said, they're the only club, in my opinion, in my opinion, that has – a massive weight of we must play New Zealand players. If there was all like different culture players that come and played or whatever, people would, the, the fans I would feel wouldn't feel represented by who they are. It's like, let's just say a team was called the Australian, the Australian Titans or something. And, and they all, they were, let's say they were called the Australian Titans and 15 were Kiwis and two were Australians. As Aussies, we'd be sitting there going, oh, hang on a sec. Mm. Like that doesn't represent Australia. They're, anyway, mm. so. That's my thoughts, guys. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. I just think as a game, we need to, to look into something like that. Um, not extra money for salary cap, but I just mean extra money for development to to combat the fact that, that all their best players get taken. Plus, not only do they get taken by the NRL, they get taken by the All Blacks as well. Yeah. Uh, there's always the, you know, obviously next team we're going to, next year we're going to have an uneven amount of teams and there's the 18th team thrown around to come in. New Zealand's always thrown up. That'd do the Warriors in, I think. But I think it's a, it's almost like, not a certainty, but it's a pretty sure thing they go in New Zealand. Fuck, imagine if you were the Warriors, though, just going, we're fucked. We're already competing with all of you that send your scouts over here. And the All How Blacks. How the hell are we going to compete with another side? Yeah. And the All Blacks. They're competing with one of the most well-known teams in sport, period. Like, they need some help, in my opinion. They really do. Um, so, great win from the Warriors. Great win. Uh, now on to the Doggies. 
I, I reckon... I reckon Doggies fans should be pretty disappointed with this. They've made so much progress over the last few weeks, so much progress, and they come out and get absolutely put to the sword by a Warriors side that, you know, it wasn't like the Warriors side was breathtaking or anything. The Doggies just just didn't turn up, unfortunately. Um, look, is it panic stations? No. Are they back to where they were, you know, a few months ago? No, I don't think so. But I think it is a little warning sign to them, boys, we have to keep these standards. Otherwise, it's, we're not that far away from where we were a few months ago. Um, you know, outside of that, I thought uh, the intercept try from Adokar was incredible, watching him fly like that. Um, Max King had a solid game up front. Uh, but uh, Raymond Fatella Mariner, uh, he also had quite a solid game. But as a team, as a collective, like even Burton, Burton only kicked for 273 metres. Mm. He usually kicks for around 600 metres, five yeah. to 600 metres. Just just a real down game from everyone. I think it might might have, I think they went over to New Zealand early. Maybe that had a, a bearing on it. They were over there for too long. The boys were a bit over it. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, what do you think about this game, Gurit? Uh Yeah, I thought Canterbury were pretty disappointing. I mean, you consider that, you know, they lost the first half. They were down like, what, 18-6 or whatever, and then they came out the second half and they lost the second half as well. They scored off an intercept, flung across as well. So, I don't know, it just wasn't much. I never felt like they were really in this one. And then when the Warriors, you know, the last 10 minutes, they obviously really blew them out. Three try scorers there, but I never never felt like Canterbury were in this one by the time it from started. The, from the, essentially the first few sets, I didn't see the same Bulldogs that I'd seen. Even that, even their first try, it was uh, Valia that scored. Like the way that SJ held the ball up, the Canterbury line was just in disarray. Mm. Like, and they, they just haven't been like that the last few weeks. I I would argue the last six weeks they've played what I would call top eight footy. Yep. But this was uh, this was definitely back to bottom four sort of footy. Timmy, yeah, there's no way of sugarcoating it. Uh, pretty ordinary in this run, the doggies. But uh, like, I wouldn't be that concerned. As Guru said, six weeks worth of really really good football. Let's remember where they've come from the last couple of seasons. You know, it was only about five, six weeks ago that we were thinking they're every chance to win the wooden spoon this season. They've turned it around. We look at the best sides in the competition. Mm. They have down weeks. Mm. Well, this is a side who was fighting for a wooden spoon a month ago. So, you know, I think one trip over the Tasman, one poor week, uh, it's very forgivable. As you said, you're right in the sense that, all right, we've had a good six weeks. Let's not let standards slip. Mm. But I think one, you know, if, if it happened two weeks in a row, then I'd be worried, but one week, like it happens to the best of the best. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Like very, very disappointing, but it's not like, oh, fuck, the season's, you know, we're back where we were and all that kind of carry on. I think it's still exciting times with the Bulldogs. I think they've still got such a bright future. And I think I still believe I will be surprised if they're not battling for the top eight next year. And it's so hard for a side to get up every single week if they're playing for a minor premiership, top four or top eight. They're in this little section now where they're playing for nothing, yeah. really, except for pride. Mm. And they've done it for so long. So yeah. that is hard to get up for week in, week out. Probably a good little transition, but obviously Canterbury, I would say, you know, that's, their, that's probably, for me, their most disappointing performance of the season. Mm. In, it, I don't think it's their worst, but, but disappointing. disappointing. Yeah. Considering where they've come over the last six weeks and what we expect from them now, then obviously we'll get to Parramatta in a second. That's them by far and away, their most disappointing performance of the season this weekend. They play each other next week. Oh, really? 3 p.m. Saturday. It's not good for the dogs. Because 
Eels will probably be angry. I, I've never been more sure of an Eels premiership. It's <laughs> <laughs> not bad. Every single week now, oh, you fool, we still think the Eels will win a premiership? First of all, I never said they will win the premiership. <laughs> I said they're a chance to win the premiership. And you know what? It was halfway through the season. I said, regardless of how they go the rest of the year, good or bad, as long as they make the eight, I still think they can go on a run potentially in with a premiership not fucking definitely win it um but anyway back to the doggies like yeah look i i Kires had some really good moments um i love shop's aggression i really love his aggression um but it's not it's not really much to take out of this game because it was just a a bit of a nothing game for the dogs mm. like they just didn't really seem to they just didn't, I know it's the old cliche, they didn't turn up, but it really did seem like they just didn't have the same energy as they usually have each week. Yeah, I get a worrying vibe from a couple of teams that we might have a few more of these in the back end. As in oh, a few other teams? A few, Yeah, just a few games that are sort of going to be, as it always is at the back end of the season. Yeah, I reckon they should do what they do in Super League, um, have that million-dollar game or whatever, so they get all the teams that are basically either in the bottom eight or 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 can't make finals. I think it's the bottom eight, whatever it is. And they play off for X shield or whatever. In and the I, finals or in the... Not, not in the finals. Like they play off in a, like a little tournament or something along those lines. So I, I, like, so it might be in the finals. So it might be in finals week. I'm not sure when it is, yeah. but it's basically the bottom teams playing for... It's just to make the bottom tier teams entertaining. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Imagine, if, imagine if like Bulldogs, Warriors, Tigers... Knights were actually playing for something right now. There would be some really interesting games. Whereas when they these bottom tier teams play, like it's kind of like they've got their promotion relegation <coughs> system where they drop the three clubs mm. uh, at the bottom of the season because there's so many clubs and so much depth there. They can afford to sort of bring them up and down. Mm. Um, just very different system. But <coughs> I see what you're saying in that some incentive. Like there's something to like you know liven up that bottom yeah. end of the table. Like even if it was a million dollars for their development or something. Um, because like the good thing about that is if a bottom tier team wins it and then they could get to put, they have to put a million dollars into like development, not only is that good for their community, their area, but also it, it may be just the tiny injection they need to go into the top eight. Um, and I know it's like, you know, it's technically unfair, but in saying that, like the grand final winners, I know it's, they win barely any money, but they, they win a, some money, don't they? The grand final so. 250K or something. That's Which is nothing when you think about it, yeah. seriously. Um, well, I think the, the minor premiership's like 100K. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> like that is like, honestly, yeah. it's almost shouldn't even bother. Like that wouldn't even be a day worth of organization costs. Or maybe, maybe a day. Seriously, maybe a day. I'm trying to think. Well, what, it's half of a minimum salary for a player. Well, it's just under a minimum salary. Yeah. So you, you basically get... The 26 weeks of fucking mm, grueling. And yeah. you, you win the minor premiership. They've got a fixed start. But the problem is you don't want to give them too much because then they get even fucking better the next year. Um, That's a, I, you know, Obviously, when all that Melbourne storm happened 10 years ago and they said, we're going to take your minor premierships off you, I was like, <laughs> fuck, Who my cares? God, here's no some loose cares. change. Yeah. Cheers. Um, but yeah, doggies, nothing to worry about yet. You've done so well to turn it around. Great signing. Um. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And Serraldo's coming. The, the greatest assistant coach of all time. Easy. Uh, really, you know what I can't wait for though? The excitement that it's going to bring next year. Like we all know Serraldo is, is at least a decent coach. Like I'm not sure how he goes as a head coach. It might be great. It might be okay. It might be bad. Whatever it is. But the excitement around the Bulldogs. It's going to be interesting regardless. Exactly. Like the excitement that it's going to generate for the doggies. And also that players turning their season around have, are going to add to that excitement because they're the ones that turn mm. the season around. And don't forget, guys, the dad drop is still live. The dad drop pre-sale is still live. Head to bloke.shop. You can choose one of grumpy dad, best dad, cool dad, Plus, you get a dad uh, stubby cooler for fifty nine ninety five. So we sold out of the, the packs. We sold out of that in like, I think it was nearly the first night we sold out of all the packs, which is incredible. Thank you so much. But we still have the shirts there. So the grumpy dad, the best dad, the cool dad, you can buy that individually. Or we've, we, um, we ordered more stubby coolers that should be with us soon because it's a pre-sale, obviously. So we had to cut like time to do it. And so we've made it that you can get a good dad, best dad, sorry, Cool dad, best dad, grumpy dad. So one of those shirts and a stubby cooler for fifty nine ninety five. That's a bloke dot shop. We've got a, we've got other shops, uh, other shirts there too. We've got our our grey bloke shirt. We've got our black bloke shirt. We may have some hoodies left. So head out of bloke dot shop. You might find something that you really like. Uh, and if you've got a dad or you're a dad, spoil yourself. Grab a dad shirt or grab it for Father's Day, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. I think uh, September, early September, yeah. Father's Day. Oh, so perfect gift. Per $59.95, you get a shirt, you get a stubby cool that says dad on it. Perfect gift. Uh, also, grab a case of bloke in a bar from your local. Boom. There it is. The original bloke. Perfect beer for watching the footy. Now, we are in every single Celebrations, Bottolo, Porter's Liquor and IGA Plus Liquor in New South Wales and ACT. So if you are listening to this right now, you live in New South Wales or ACT, if you've got a Celebrations or Bottolo near you or an IGA Plus Liquor, Head in there, they will stock bloke in a bar. Or if you're in Queensland, we're in every single Celebration Superstore. Or you can go to blokeinabar.com, you use our store locator, you put in your postcode, shows you the nearest stockers for even our MIDI or our original lager. So grab a case of the beautiful beer. And if you haven't tried it yet, if you haven't tried it yet, give it a try. It's a beautiful beer. The recipe, was we came up with the recipe with one of the best young brewers in the country. Like this guy, is, he speaks at uh, beer events, some of the biggest beer events actually, and he came up with the recipe. So it's a high, high quality beer. It's not fruity. It's not hoppy. It's beer that tastes like real beer. It's beer for blokes that turn up, turn up for their family, mates, and good times. Uh, so turn up for a bloke in a bar beer. Now let's get back to the footy. 